0: Thanks, Trevor. Good morning, everyone. How are we today? Doing all right? Hanging in there? Doesn't he do a good job just? Articulating and uh, and gathering a team together. You you li- likely if you are serving in any capacity whatsoever, Trevor Zaychek has been your contact, and he's been the person that's been chasing you down in some ways. He's been the person who has been returning your phone calls, just faithfully uh, helping us to organize as a church from a servant perspective and from a serving perspective. We are healthier uh, than we've ever been. Some of you are serving a lot and often, uh, but I want you you to know, and you've heard it from Trevor as well, that we are talking behind the scenes not about how to use you, but about how to care for you and how to, uh, how to invite you up into what God is doing in our church family, which part of that is creating room. If you look around the room this morning, you can see a few blocks of chairs that are empty, but overall we don't uh, have a lot of room in here or in our kids area or in our parking lot. And so one thing that we are endeavoring to do as a church family, is create space for those who want uh, to discover the claims of Jesus Christ, want to embed themselves in community. We want to create room and space for you to do so. So we're multiplying our gatherings on a Sunday morning to a 9 a.m. and an 11 a.m. And our motive to do this, we've gone back um, to this on a regular basis as a leadership team and staff. We are Our motive is to saturate the Inland Northwest with the good news of Jesus. Now, you can probably uh, ascertain that we have a ton of room for improvement in this area, and yet we are on the path to devoting our lives to Jesus Christ as his disciples, as learners, and as doers of his word. We want to be obedient, and part of that for us, that that goal to see and to play our part in saturating the Inland Northwest, part of that means that we become uncomfortable. I would say a necessity is that we are willing to be Come uncomfortable ourselves for the sake of other people. So I just want to come back to the motive. We want to continue to organize and continue to figure out how to connect you in community and figure out how to help you become students of God's word, but also obedient to his word. And I want to just try to give some language this morning. So the first 10 minutes or so is just going to be me um, trying to prep you and some of my thinking for our transition to two gatherings next week. That begins next weekend. Um, The dynamic, I want to try and give you language here for what you may be feeling next weekend. The dynamic in this room will shift. Uh, Oftentimes when you have fewer people in a room, the energy, from an energy perspective, you can feel that. And there can tend to be um, smaller gatherings, can tend to feel very much more intimate, but there can also be opportunities there for uh, some awkwardness as well. And So I'm not asking you actually to do anything differently as you uh, come in next week, but I am trying to prepare you by giving you language for what you may feel this is just a reality. When we started in here in 2016, in this room, we oriented, that was the stage area over there, and we oriented uh, this way, and there were about 35 people. Who was here at that time? There's like a handful of you. You're, yeah, like a cross-section of, there were 35 people gathering with us in July of, I believe it was 2016, when we started uh, in this building, and you know that there were moments when it was just, it was, there wasn't a lot of energy. It felt a bit awkward, but what you do know is that you got to know you were able to to know the people around you through um through that small environment we're going to as well if children, Uh, we are going to alter the way that we are beginning our gatherings. And so what that will look like is we're going to invite and we're going to encourage all of the kids um, to be in here during the first part of our worship together, the call to worship, our early prayers, music together, and then right before somebody comes up to do some of the Life Together announcements, uh, we will dismiss the kids and put a countdown clock uh, on the screen behind, and you can just take your kids uh, to class at that time and then come back in here Uh, that i think will be a benefit to our children it'll be a benefit to us as we worship together And so what that will look like for you from a practical standpoint is to check your kids in when you come in the door as you normally do put the stickers on their back or wherever you put them keep your sticker walk in here with them and then just gather where you are and we will sing and then uh, dismiss the kids in the room fair makes sense I think this is going to be a good thing. I think uh, just having our children here teaching them songs, they get to see mom and dad, they get to see the people around them, their, their teachers, they get to see people that they know and see on a regular basis, singing songs of praise to the Lord will be a good thing. One other thing, just in a few different points that I want to point out, is that uh, change can often come as a, as a difficulty to us. Sometimes we can, uh, we can resist change, yes? We like routine, we like normalcy, we like to know what we can expect. And so over the coming months, there is going to be some change in here. And I want to assure you of this, that smaller gatherings will actually, they will ensure, they'll translate into more relational connection, not less. For those of you who are more reserved, for those of you who, who aren't a big socializer in a, in a bigger room, it's far easier to kind of remain on the margins and, and, and keep yourself at bay from social connections. So I can already feel your anxiety ramp up as I say this. But the, your opportunity to do that in smaller gatherings will, will actually diminish to some degree. And that is a good thing in that uh, it's far easier to go It's harder to go unnoticed, I'll put it that way, in smaller gatherings. So uh, we've also thought about connection and thought about the way that 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. will function. And so we talked about shortening the time period between those two gatherings. Right now we go for about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning together corporately in a formal environment or event like this. Uh, We talked about diminishing that time between services, uh, but we decided overall we don't want to do that. We don't want to do like a a 9 a.m. and a 10.45. We actually want to create some space in between our gatherings. So there will be about a 40-minute period where people leaving or or transitioning out of the 9 a.m. gathering will be able to see and interrelate with the people coming into the 11 a.m. gathering. And So we just want you to have some time, some unhurried space to be able to interact with one another and mingle. Uh, I want to assure you of this as well. We are one church. Under one Father, one Spirit, one Son, in one location, under one unified body of leaders, and one united confession of faith. So this does not translate into two separate churches. Now, I've already mentioned this a bit, but there, is a, uh, there will be challenges to us, and there, there's a learning curve uh, ahead of us. And so what I'm asking of you this morning is I'm asking you to adopt the mindset of an owner as opposed to a consumer. A consumer, and we are trained in this, in our culture, we are trained to consume. We are very, very, very good at consuming. A consumer comes in and says, uh, what's in it for me? Do I like it? Does this thing, this thing that I'm going to or event that I'm participating in, does it suit my tastes? But an owner mindset is different. It says, an owner mindset says, what is needed? How can I strengthen it? I understand it's not perfect, but how can I lend my skills and my gifts to make things better? That's an owner mindset. This is your church. I have I have literally never heard anybody say that they came back to all of life because of the preaching. <laughs> it has not been said. Not to my ears, at least. Our music is is good, and our musicians are growing. But as a church, from a production standpoint, we're not about production. We're about worshiping our Lord together, coming together with all the imperfections, with our gift mixes and our gift sets, to worship Him and to look at Him and to see Him as He is. Time and time again, what I hear people say that draws them back to All of Life Church is the people and the unapologetic centrality of the gospel in the life of our church. This Bible is open on this podium from the beginning through the end for a reason. We stand in submission to the word of Jesus Christ. We are a people who will not let go of the good news that unworthy man has been redeemed by a holy God who is consistently in pursuit of us. This is why people gather and why people uh, continue to stay with our church. Now, we realize that this gathering is requiring the that, that two services, what Trevor talked about earlier, needing more people to get up out of the seats and into participation. We realize that it's going to require some more output from all of us to ensure that we've got room available on Sundays, room in here, room in our kids' classrooms, and in our parking lot as well. And so organizationally, it's probably going to be bumpy for, a first, for the first few weeks, maybe even the first month and a half, two months. Organizationally, it may be bumpy, especially if you're serving and you're seeing some of the inner workings. We may, um, we may lag on communication. We may make mistakes that put you out. Uh, I'm sorry for that and I apologize for that and we are we are wanting with open ears to do our best to serve you as you serve your lord and your church family and so we're asking that you would be patient with us and a contributing member And here's the last thing I'll say. Uh, A a counselor and psychologist named Henry Cloud has written a book called Necessary Endings. And he does a lot of work around boundaries and relationships. Um, And in his book, Necessary Endings, he says this just kind of in a general sense. He says, without the ability to end things, people stay stuck, never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. I'll read that again. Without the ability to end things, people stay stuck, never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. One thing that we are doing corporately as a church is ending our 10 a.m. gathering. And we are moving to two gatherings, and this has the intended effect of asking everyone who calls all of life home to contribute and to become involved as we create space in our lives and in our church family for those who would want to gather with us. So it's a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing. And I think that we are excited about it, even though my face does not show that exactly right now. My face often doesn't show what I'm truly feeling. I have that resting Baptist face thing going on, you know, like furrowed brow. (laughs) Last, this is where I'll end this portion. Uh, we're looking at, uh, at doing mul- at gathering at multiple times throughout this summer, perhaps renting a park like Camelin, like we did earlier this summer, where everybody will come together in one corporate gathering. We want to make sure that we create space throughout the year for the whole church to come together and worship Jesus Christ with one voice. Amen. Let me pray for us this morning, and then we will get into Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. Father, uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to live in obedience to you and for your continual call for your people as we are saved by grace, not by works, to work out of our salvation and to want to spend ourselves. Create that heart in us, Holy Spirit, where we want to spend ourselves. We're willing to get uncomfortable. We're willing to knock on doors. We're willing to extend invites. We're willing to risk awkwardness. We're willing to lay down our schedule that's all neat and tidy in our notebook for people who are needing an ear and an embrace and our presence. Holy Spirit, mediate your presence through us. We are a kingdom of priests created by you to proclaim good news and to give the feel of good news to a watching world. Glorify yourself this morning as we look at what it is to follow you in the discipline of fasting. In Jesus' name, amen.